I became a coach because finding love after 40 was the hardest thing I've ever had to do and my greatest accomplishment. I wanted to help other women do the same thing. It's the most important part of life. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, where our goal is to help you learn the critical business skills that you need to succeed as a coach. And it all starts with learning how to get paying clients. In season one of our podcast, join us as we interview experienced six and seven figure coaches from different niches and delve into how they got that very first client and what they do differently today. In this episode, we are going to peer into the world of date coaching with Bobby Palmer from Date Like a Grown-Up, a 47-year-old first-time bride and experienced date coach to women over 40. She's been featured on the Today Show, eHarmony, and a myriad of other places. Bobby has helped women find love and lasting partnership, and it all started with her first client. So with that, let's get down to business. Welcome, everyone, to the Coach Pony Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining us today because today we have date coach Bobby Palmer with us, and she has been featured on the Today Show. She's partnered with eHarmony. She's all over the interwebs, and I can't wait to talk about how she got her first client. So welcome, Bobby. I'm so happy to be here, Christy. Let's let's go. Yeah. So before we begin, tell me, how long have you been in business? I have been date like a grown-up for about 12 years now. So let's go back in time 12 years and tell me about how you got your very first paying client. So take me back and tell me the story. First off, how did they find you? Mm. She found me by reading a blog post. I started, that's how I started my business. I created a blog and figured nobody would ever read it. And one day I got this email from Stephanie. I still remember her name because she was so important to me. And she said, hey, uh, do you do coaching? <laughs> and that was it. That started my paying business. That's awesome. So she emailed, she read a blog post, she emailed you, and then did you follow up? Did you do a free call with her to determine fit? What happened next? I, gosh, that was a long time ago. I did follow up, of course, and set up a phone call. And then I sent her a proposal, which in order to do this with you, Christy, I dug up and looked at today and it sort of made me laugh, you know. I love that. Yeah. Um, and for $497 that I um, had this proposal and she emailed me back with her written approval and for 60 days I was her coach. It was so, it was really exciting. It really was. I love this. So you already answered my next question. So you charged her $497, you say, for two months of coaching. Is that right? That's right. And I included much more for $497. <laughs> yeah. How many sessions was that? Well, it was four hours of coaching, and it was also writing her online profile. Mm. And uh, that's about what I charge now to do an online profile. Wow. So today, it would cost someone $500 just for the online profile piece. For an online profile and the interview to help, you know, to help me start it. Yeah. Wow. And you still do private coaching. So now 12 years later, tell me what is your rate for your current private clients and how many sessions does that include? My current clients, I either, uh, I either sign them up for four months or six months, depending really on, on what they need. Um, most of my clients sign up for six months. That's a $7,200 program. 
that includes about 16 hours of private coaching. And I also offer what I call date 911 time, which is 15 minute increments for those emergencies that come up, you know, in real life where they can text me and get me right away. So it's, it's, it's about 16 hours of coaching. So wow, what a difference 12 years makes for 60 days of coaching and an online profile, people paid you under $500. And now they're paying you over 7000 for six months of coaching. That's a wow, what a big difference over time. Um, when you're looking at what I'm charging, I'm in the for quite some time, I've been in the oh, I really should charge more space. But I've chosen not I've just chosen not to do it. I'm really I'm comfortable with where I'm at right now. Yeah. And my I mean, my understanding is that you have a waiting list. I do. Because I know and I know some people listening to that price might think, oh my gosh, I could never charge that. And I just want to underscore, you know, it just depends on your clients. And Bobby charges that. She could charge more and she has a waiting list. So I just want to throw that out there that it's interesting, you know, what we think about when we hear different coaching packages and prices. So I want to kind of underscore what it's like to be a coach in the beginning because it's not easy. And, you know, it's no one's an overnight success. And the first year is really hard. And I say this on every every podcast. And the, the reason it's hard is because you're not just a coach, but you're also an entrepreneur. So you're stepping into two new identities, not just one. Mm -hmm. So if you could take me back to that first year of business, it's always full of ups and downs. So what was the lowest moment for you in business? You know, what happened exactly? And then how did you get past it? So tell us that story. Wow. Um, at the very beginning, you're right, Christy, it's, it's hard to imagine somebody is going to pay you money to help them. At the very, very beginning, what was really the hardest was basically believing in myself. That was the hardest part. I mean, I made some bad decisions at the beginning, making some investments that didn't turn out to be advantageous to my business. That was the first thing that was difficult is really those learnings. They were painful. Mm. And then being able to learn how to get past the idea, the lack of self-worth and the idea that somebody would actually pay me had to just push past it. Do you remember a particular moment where you were like, I can't do this? And what brought that on? I remember so many moments like that over the past 12 years, to be really honest. I, I, I mean, I'm being honest. So at the very beginning, the first probably couple years, after Stephanie hired me, I didn't have another paying client for probably about another year. So that was a really difficult time. I figured, oh, this is, it was an anomaly and it would never happen again. And so I just kept writing and I kept posting every week. I wrote a new blog post every single week and felt like it just went out to nowheresville and nobody was out there. And like I was dreaming that Stephanie was sort of, you know, a mirage. It never really happened. You had hallucinated a client. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Besides posting regularly, what did you do to kind of pick yourself up and keep going? Well, what I started to do in a, is I started to think about how else can I put myself out there, right? So people weren't finding me as I thought they might on the internet. So I started doing in person. I started going to local businesses. I went to like spas. I went to coffee houses. I did some things around the neighborhood and I did like, you know, speaking. And I also did meetups. I had people come to my house once a month for two years almost. Really got a lot of experience in that way. And also got some non-paying people that I helped a lot, but I got some good testimonials from it. 
I love that. I think all of us at some point, you know, take a free client here or there just to build our confidence and to, you know, get some testimonials and and prove that we can really get results. So that's pretty common. But I love your honesty on how long it took you to get your second client because I don't think we talk about this enough. It doesn't it doesn't just turn on one day and then it's full. So there's a lot of st- starts and stops on the path. Absolutely. And you said something um, really important. It's not just the lack of confidence about making a living. It's the lack of confidence about really being able to help people. Like, can I really be a good coach, not just a good business person? So you got both of those things that you have to really work on. And you, you again, you have to kind of push through some of those moments when you're like, oh, shit, what am I doing? I'm just making this all up. People often ask me, what are some of the key success indicators that are going to you know, tell me that I might make it as a coach? And one of the things I say is grit. Like, it's going to get hard. There is no, I mean, one thing I know to, to be true is that it will get really hard and you will want to give up. And the difference between the coaches that make it and the coaches that don't is that the coaches that make it don't give up. Right. And they keep going and they keep learning and trying and being smart about what they're doing. You know, they're not chasing sparkly objects. They're trying to think, you know, how did I get that first client? How can I get clients now? What can I learn from this experience? And so on and so forth. I want to circle back because I'm curious, and I know people listening will want to know, how do you get clients now? Where do most of your clients, private clients and clients in your programs come from? Referrals and my blog posts, I get anywhere from 30 to 40,000 unique visitors a month to my website. And um, most of it's organic. So that's where I get most of my clients and, and how I reach, you know, most of the women all over the world is just by writing those blog posts. Someone in my Build a Real Business student group asked me if blogging was dead. And I said, nope, mm. <laughs> it's not. It's no longer the golden age of blogging. And it's much like it's no longer the golden age of Facebook ads or the golden age of YouTube or anything like that. But all of these things still work, but you have to be consistent. And you are a prolific writer. If you go to datelikeagrownup.com, anyone listening and you're curious, you can see how much Bobby has written and how deep it is in her topic, which is you know women over 40 who want to find love and find a really good partner in life. So I love that the way you got your first client and the way you get clients now is still the yeah. same. It's so interesting, you know, 12 years later that some things don't really change. If you're really good at a certain type of marketing and it's pretty timeless, you can keep doing it. You don't have to chase the latest technology. Which I've done and I've failed at. So I do have to say I'm not great at other types of marketing. I kind of suck at I've tried and tried and tried over the years. So you're right, Christy. It's like find what you're good at and just do that. Yeah. You don't have to be like everyone else. Absolutely. You do not. You do not have to be on Instagram just because everyone's on Instagram. Unless you love Instagram. But getting back to your first year, I want to follow up on one more thing. You said you invested in some stuff that you regret. Do you remember one thing that you invested in that you would not do again back from oh, that first year yes. of coaching? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let Tell me, me count that story. the ways. Yeah. I, one particular person that I invested in was a coach, a marketing you know, expert, I have air quotes up, who worked with the big, big, like, you know, the big people in the business. And I paid him an exorbitant amount of money and got really poor results. There's a lot of reasons why it wasn't just because he couldn't do the, you know, do the job. A lot of it was because I was trying to be these big people that he was, had been working with. And he tried to make that 
sort of make me that. And it's like going after something that just wasn't realistic for me, right? So I won't name any names. He was trying to teach you what he knew how to do and make you do what worked for him, not versus something that worked for you. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And it was me going after trying to be someone I just wasn't. And it turned out in looking back that I just didn't want to be. He was helping me be like them. And the bottom line was that was just a really bad decision all around. I'm talking like about $20,000 that I invested with this person. And he almost destroyed my business. So one thing I want to put out there is if you're a new coach, please do not spend $20,000 on a mastermind as your first business investment. There's cheaper business programs. Definitely spend money and time on learning how to be a business owner as well as a coach. Usually you're too early in your business for these big masterminds to really be effective for you because you don't really know who you are. So figure out your basic business foundation and then you can invest once your business starts to pay. That's right. Um, into some of these more expensive programs. That's my advice. So I'm really interested in the different coaching industries. And date coaching, I feel like, is really important right now because we're still, you know, hopefully coming towards the close of COVID as vaccinations start to increase. But I think people over the last year have really seen how valuable relationships are. So what do you think is the future of date coaching right now? You know, is anything changing or what, what are you seeing in your industry happening right now that new coaches might want to be aware of? When I started, there were maybe like a dozen of us. And in particular, women that were specializing in working with my demographic, with women over 40, there were a few of us. Now there are literally thousands, thousands and thousands of people who identify as date coaches. It is a really big change. What is really important, and I know you teach this and we can't, we can't, say this enough, what's really important is niching. It's really important to get as narrow as you can on identifying who you help. Because look, you said I was in the Today Show, right? They found me because they were looking specifically for someone who specializes in working with women over 40 and 50. So that's the advice I can give. There's a lot of competition. You just have to make yourself stand out. And the best way to do it is to really get super clear and super succinct on who you're serving and speak just to them. I love that advice from your coaches. And yes, it's something we preach with with biblical regularity over at Coach Pony. And so I know a lot of people fight it, but resistance is futile, you guys. It is actually one of the most freeing things you can do because once you know who you serve, you can find them and you can structure coaching packages that appeal to them and you can get better results as a coach, which, and I really want to underscore is what you really want to be doing. You want to be a great coach. And if you If you serve a certain niche, you understand their problems, you understand where they get stuck. And so you can ask better coaching questions and move them along more quickly. And that makes you a better coach, which is really important. But do you think, Bobby, do you think there's the date coach market is still growing? I mean, in terms of are there people still wanting help with date coaching? Is it still a strong niche for new coaches to get into? Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, it will always be always relationships and love. Like I said, It's the thing that matters in life. And especially when things are tough, like during these COVID times, that's when people really, my business picked up a a lot, like maybe three or four months into the COVID pandemic. And people started realizing, look, this is here to stay. I'm sick of being alone. Now it's time for me to do this work. And so it'll always be there. And unfortunately, when times get tough, it even makes business a little better. I, that sounds kind of bad, doesn't it? But it's, it's the truth. 
I saw this across all niches, so I just want to share this and riff on this for a second. My business really picked up. Executive coaches' businesses really picked up. The Revolutionary Club, my other business, picked up. I purposely talked to coaches in different niches, and across the board, we were seeing a lot of growth because you know, people invest in themselves in their education when times get hard. And that's when they're like, you know, what I have now, I'm actually not really happy with because they've been thrown out of their daily grind and they have a chance to really reassess. So it's actually, it seems counterintuitive, but when times get hard, that can be a wonderful time to be a coach because this is when people are really committed to getting more help. I want there to be more coaches willing to help them. You know, that's what yeah. we, re- we want more coaches out there who are good, who are helping people get great results. And so, you know, you think, oh, don't start a business in a pandemic. Well, mm. you know, we've got a lot of evidence that a lot of coaches who had strong business foundations did really well. So I love that you brought that up, Bobby. I also want to underscore the point, the same way you got your first client for $500, 12 years later, you still get clients for over 7,000. Just want to want to yeah. throw that out as a lesson yeah. for people to take away. So- we end every episode of the Coach Pony podcast with what we call the sweet part. It's a lightning round of chocolatey goodness, allowing us to get a little bit more fun information from you. And today's lightning round of chocolatey goodness is brought to us by Dandelion Hot Chocolate, which is <laughs> fair trade, small batch hot chocolate from San Francisco. It's so good, you guys. My husband got me some, and it's just like a heart attack in a small pot. It's amazing. It's liquid chocolate. It's so good. It's so rich. It's probably incredibly bad for you, but in the moment, it's so great. It tastes like happiness and sunshine. So I'm just putting that out there with you know undertones of plummy goodness, and that's all my wine tasting experience right there. So Bobby, are you ready for the lightning round? I don't know. All I could think about right now is delicious chocolate, but go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, small sidebar, chocolate is medicinal, you guys. And it it's is. totally okay to have some as a business owner. It will, it will get you through some hard times. All right. So here we go. Let us begin the lightning round. Question one. What was the most expensive thing you spent money on recently in your business? I invested ten, more than $10,000, which is a big investment for me, on creating a video series that I then licensed out to a third party to sell for me. Question two, what was the best thing you spent money on recently for in your business? Mm, Okay, it's a close, these two things are close. That video series, which is doing really well, and Facebook ads. Name one thing you feel like you wasted money on recently in your business. Bad coaching. I, I talked about that before, but I'm still doing it here and there, I admit. What is your favorite dessert? Honeycomb candy, dark chocolate, giant pieces that you can like bite into multiple times into one piece. What is your favorite book in your niche or niche adjacent? Attached, the book attached, everyone should read it. What is the last book you read? Buddhism Without Beliefs. What takes the most time out of your workday right now? (laughs) Procrastinating. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Oh, dark. Oh, dark. I don't even know why you asked that question. White chocolate. Delicious or an abomination? It has to be really good and it's delicious and it needs to have nuts. (gasps) Wrong answer. Clearly, it's an abomination. Yes. Oh, oh. it's always always frustrating to end the lightning round on a deep disappointment. You failed. You failed. Um, but I, you, gave, you said a couple interesting things. So really quick, tell us more about your favorite book, the book Attached. Why do you think it's so important for everyone to read, but especially date coaches? Well, dating coaching, 
being a good dater isn't about like, oh, skills like knowing how to flirt and all that kind of stuff. It's really about the internal work that you do first. That's what makes you successful. So being able to identify your attachment styles and why you behave and react the way you do to certain things, it's an absolute must because we all have our shit. Unless we deal with that, we're never going to be able to have really grown up, healthy relationships. Yeah, I love that. And you you mentioned in the very first question, you spent money recently on filming video series, which you for a group program of yours, which you franchised out. So tell us a little bit more about that. I know our listeners will probably be very curious. Yeah, it's something that's the first time I've I've actually done that. Uh, there's a company that has a much a, a really large reach, and they contacted me. They only use very few experts, and they contacted me and asked me if I would create a program for them. Again, it was a big investment on my part, but they are now marketing that. When I send people to them, I get a very high percentage of the sale. When they get the people themselves, it's a little lower, but it's something that's going to be passive income for me for a very long time. It's a good investment on my part. So you took one of your existing programs and recorded it for them, or did you create a new program completely? I took an existing program. You know, whenever I touch something, I sort of want to recreate it. Make it better. I yes. Oh, oh, amen. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I thought I'd be. Oh, this is turnkey. No big deal. But uh, yeah, I I really up leveled it a lot, and so I really re-recorded the entire program. It's really good too. It's helping so many women. I'm I'm really proud of it. And sort of the implicit lesson from a couple of things that you said, both about the Today Show and this, that I just want to put out is the reason these people contacted you is because you put out good content. That's right. Good blogs, good content that allowed you to be found. And so they saw it and they liked it and they connected with you. And it's so important to be a good human and be, in, be of service and put out good stuff as a coach. And then that's when opportunity starts to happen for you. But you got to put yourself out there. That's no one's right. going to find your coaching if you don't, right? Be a good human, Christy. I mean, that's just a really important part. You don't have to like tell everybody all your personal life and all that, but you have to be authentic and you have to be honest. You just have to be honest. If you're not, people will see through it. Not only is it just like wrong, it's immoral, but uh, it's going to be a really big positive part of your business when people see you and they like you just for who you are. Yes. And that's one of the secrets of coaches. I think it's a positive thing for us is that we're not selling shoes, we're selling ourselves. Yeah. And so our personality, which you've already got, and it's awesome, all of us have, is what you're really selling. So, you know, put it out there and be proud of yourself That's right. for your willingness to help people. I love that. So tell me and tell everyone, how can people find you should they want more Bobby Palmer in their life? <laughs> well, I know you want more Bobby Palmer, don't you? Always. 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 Uh, datelikeagrownup.com is just the best thing to do is go there, go to my blog, datelikeagrownup.com slash blog if you want to go directly. And I've got over 200 articles there and um, you'll learn so much and you'll get to know me. And if you want to know more, you'll find all the information on my website for how to contact me directly. I love it. I love it. So datelikeagrownup.com. And Bobby has a ton of free resources out there. So if you're interested in date coaching or you need a date coach, definitely check her out. And for everyone else, of course, please come to coachpony.com and grab our free guide on how to start a coaching business that actually makes money over at Coach Pony. And with that, we will see you in the next podcast. 
I hope this story helps you on your path to paying clients. As you go, remember that you aren't just a coach, you are also a business owner. So please get the business training that you need so that you can land the clients you want. And if you need help with that, getting that first client or getting your business training, come on over to coachpony.com and grab our free 26 page guide on how to land your first clients and build a business where you actually make money. We'll show you in simple steps exactly what to do so that you have a happy bank account account and happy clients. Join us over at coachpony.com. And of course, don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.